Welcome to Fraud Talk, the ACFB's monthly podcast. I'm Sarah Hoffman, the Public Information Officer, and I'm joined today by Steve McFarlane, CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Los Angeles and Silicon Valley. Thanks so much for joining us today, Steve. Great to be here. The BBB strives to create an ethical marketplace for consumers and business people by creating a system of user feedback from both sides. Why is it so important for people to have this transparency? Our mission since 1912 is to uh, foster trust uh, and ethics in commerce. And, and really the way to do that is to uh, make uh, you know, companies realize that they're going to get long-term business from operating in a, an ethical manner where consumers can trust them. And the other half of that is to get consumers to use the information that's available to them to be able to research companies and, and be able to, to utilize companies and, and solicit companies that will treat them right and, and keep up with their promises. So it, it's very important you know, for us to be able to promote trustworthy companies and the benefits of doing so and to offer, offer information, free information, by the way, to uh, all the consumers in Canada, the United States, and Mexico with up-to-date information on, on vendors that operate in a, in a trustworthy manner. Very important for both consumers and business people and for the marketplace in general. I know that the BBB has a tool, Scam Tracker, where victims or attempted victims of fraud can report scams in their area. Can you tell me a little bit about how you've seen this tool help your community in particular? And are there any stories that have stood out to you? Yeah, you know, last year we, we launched Scam Tracker. If you go to BBB.org, uh, top right corner, you can you can check the box Scam Tracker. And it's a unique tool and it's growing every day by people soliciting, you know, their ideas and experiences with the companies that may be offering, you know, speculative services uh, and, and products uh, to consumers. It's very helpful because you can use the tool to search various scams by, by state, uh, by county, by city within your zip code. And you can also search for different ways, uh, different types of scams in, in those, those uh, unique areas. So, for example, you could check locksmiths in uh, a certain area of L.A. or Long Beach, uh, maybe in Silicon Valley, and, and see what types of uh, scams uh, are going on in the locksmith trade. Um, one of the examples would be uh, a scam tracker brought to light a certain uh, locksmith chain in the L.A. area. Uh, they were breaking keys in various businesses in certain neighborhoods. They would put their sticker by the door, and then when you called that number, that was a way for them to gain business by by breaking keys in your door and, and you not being able to get into your building or your, your house or, or your, your condo, a very unethical way to gain business. Uh, that particular case was brought out by Scam Tracker. We also are, are seeing uh, our, our fair share of those, those complaints that come in. Not all the complaints that we get are, oh, I, I would say, I'm not going to use the word le- legitimate, but <laughs> they could be on the frivolous scale. Let me give you an example. We had a guy call in last year uh, at the end of the year, and he was very upset that he had paid $19.95 plus $8 of shipping and handling for this particular type of bug killer. He described the bug killer as box A and B, and he received in the mail for $19.95 plus $8 two wooden blocks, one marked A, one marked B. And they're the size of those wooden blocks that uh, in the old days the kids used to play with the alphabet blocks. The instructions were, you locate the insect in the air between box A and B. You grab uh, box A in the left hand and the box B in the right, and you move them fast together until you collide with the bug. And 
and that was the bug killer. And he was upset that he spent, you know, nineteen ninety five plus eight dollars. Well, most people would say, well, you got what you paid for. You did you expect anything more? Something more technical? So. I, I'm not sure the message would be buyer beware, but I would also say that please, you know, investigate <laughs> before you you spend money. Uh, you might want to do a little bit more investigating on, on on some of these purchases. As Fraud Week is now here upon us, and talking with some of the supporting organizations for Fraud Week, I've noticed, and also haven't been able to avoid it, unfortunately, in in news stories and such, but it seems like a lot of scams recently, and for the past couple of years, but have been targeting the elderly. What are some things that you've seen kind of in that that realm, and do you have any tips for either elders or for their caregivers, what they can look for to try and prevent being taken advantage of? We always see... uh some of the most common uh, scams and frauds committed against elders that, that seem to be the standby. For example, last year and this year, a high increase in the number of tax IRS fraud cases. So what, what uh, we have people uh, impersonating, you know, uh, tax collectors from the IRS or from the state. Um, we have contractor fraud. It's always a, a large uh, scam on seniors, especially in, in the wake of uh, you know, weather conditions, uh, we call them storm chasers, guys that show up on your door and the seniors are, are trusting. They're also desperate. The scammers know that they may have the money to be able to pay them. They're going to ask for a deposit and, and then you're never going to see them again. And they're, they're very uh, commonly, you know, uh, seen as, as, as preying on, on seniors. Lately, we're seeing uh, quite a bit of an influx in sweepstakes winners. So you, you win... You win a sweepstakes, and um, you can pay us $500 for us to, to get the money for you and be able to get that, that $2 million over to you. Well, of course, if it's a prize or a sweepstakes, you shouldn't have to pay any money uh, to, to gain that prize. But, you know, seniors are, are sometimes uh, confused about the information, especially in the world of the Internet, and, and taken advantage of. There are also fake travel agencies hitting seniors, fake rental agencies, fake apartment listing companies, and, and so on uh, that, that are affecting seniors. Uh, so those are some of the common ones. Of course, how do you prevent these? And then a lot of it has to do with, with knowledge. Use the sources like bbb.org and, and other uh, tools on the Internet and, and re- ask for references, contractors, state license boards, uh, insurance, uh, uh, auto boards, uh, uh, licensing boards with the, with your state and with your county, and ask for references. These very simple free tools will help seniors prevent a lot of the scams. Very good information to have because I'm sure a lot of people, they just don't think to use those extra steps, Just but it could end up saving them a lot of money and heartache. Yeah, your chapter, the BBB, seems really engaged in helping out on kind of a personal and local level in your community. I know that you recently held a shred event, and you often have offered tips to protect against fraud specific to your community, like um, fraud schemes that might occur after wildfires or just devastating fires. How much do you think that having that kind of personal touch with your community when it comes to educating about fraud helps truly bring awareness? In today's world with so much information, uh, consumers are bombarded with information and, and sometimes confused over who they can go to for certain situations. A good example would be like some of the cyber scams that are going right now. 
people's uh, data have, has been held hostage and they don't really know where to go. So we, we like to be able to be in touch with the community uh, and have that personal touch to give them a way and an answer who, where they can go. If it's not the BBB, we refer them to somebody else, either a state or maybe a licensing agency or to perhaps the FTC uh, or even the FBI for certain cases that we've been involved in. So I think having that personal touch, it, it gives uh, some comfort to consumers knowing that they have an alternative. They have somewhere to go, and, and at least somebody's going to help fight for them uh, to try to try to get the, the issue mitigated. But you know what? For the businesses, we offer the same thing, uh, offering personal touches. We want the, our, our businesses as, as member firms of the BBB and, and prospective firms, we want them to know that we're also here for them to provide information on how they can operate uh, in an ethical manner and, and what, what other companies have done. We help them you know, learn what, what other companies have done to be able to operate in an ethical manner to uh, prolong their business and to, to make them a success. So we, we try to be available on a personal level for both businesses and the consumers alike. The BBB is a large, large organization, but as you sell, yourself are a CFE, um, do you have any advice for CFEs or even just individuals who want to make a difference that don't necessarily have the presence of the BBB? Is there anything that you can think of that are easy ways they might be able to reach out and offer themselves, like you mentioned, offering themselves as a resource to people who might be targeted or who might need help? The CFEs are such a diverse group with so many interesting skills. And I, I think some of the young CFEs and even some of the experienced ones, they have an opportunity to be, to be able to help our, our community with certain things, especially in the financial area. Um, we have talked earlier about golden bullion firms and, and, and uh, helping consumers understand the rules of, of, of gold and investments and the tax implications on on using these certain types of tools for IRAs and other investments, the CFEs have, a, I think, have a unique uh, understanding of, of uh, economics and the financial world to make that happen. A couple other areas I think that CFEs have a, an interesting path would be these companies that are now advertising, and we hear them on the radio and on T for debt consolidation and for loan reduction, especially for the, the millions of students that, that have been burdened by, by uh, education you know, debt and, and uh, the debts that they have for their education, and also for these companies that are advertising for credit repair. So these top financial scams, I think, are primaries for young and even experienced CFEs to be able to contribute back to their community and be able to, to educate their communities on, on what the ramifications are, are uh, how uh, and, and what information should consumers be aware of and certain things on how they can prevent problems from happening in the first place. Your chapter or part of the BBB represents Silicon Valley. Do you ever or have you experienced any kind of scams particular to being in such a tech hub? You had mentioned before cyber scams are too prevalent. They're very prevalent. Um, do you deal with anything like that? Yeah, cyber scams are big right now. And so I have the unique pleasure and, uh, and, and honor to be able to speak at the National uh, Cyber Association's events in Silicon Valley and in the Los Angeles area. There's so many different scams going on right now, including the one that we see the most often at uh, the Better Business Bureau would be, you know, uh, holding data hostage and these type of situations where 
you know, some maybe a bot or, or some type of a Trojan or intrusion on your, your data has caused it to freeze and somebody calls you and asks you for, for money to be able to unfreeze that. And uh, the best way, of course, to prevent that would be to back up your data to where you're not going to be hostage and, of course, to use uh, passwords and in a lot of cases uh, double passwords for, for auth authentication purposes. Also uh, unique in the Silicon Valley area uh, has to do with, uh, you know, some of the issues of using mobile devices for purchasing, which is more and more common these days. Uh, and we're seeing uh, an influx because of these new tools used for renting and applying for rentals and, and apartments and so on because there's such a scarcity. Uh, the market is upside down right now and, and there's just not enough places. We're seeing a lot of rental and apartment uh, and employment ads that, that are, are phantoms. So there will be an ad perhaps maybe in Craigslist or some other board for perhaps a, uh, a rental or, or a home for sale or, or perhaps maybe an employment ad and uh, they'll ask for a deposit. Uh, the number that you dial has been rotated out. It could be overseas. And so we're seeing a lot of these uh, internet scams, primarily in the rental property and employment uh, areas uh, in Silicon Valley and in Los Angeles area. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for listening. You can find this and all episodes of Fraud Talk in the iTunes store and at acfe.com slash podcast. This is Sarah Hoffman signing off.